We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, what is up, everybody? Steven here from the Guilty as Charged podcast, coming to you with some not breaking news. By now, you've heard this. Uh, of course, the Chargers have signed uh, former Georgia Patriots, Rams, and Dolphins running back Sony Michelle. Uh, looks like I'm on a little bit of a delay, so hopefully, it's not too bad, but uh, hopefully, getting some Wi Fi soon enough back in the new house. Um, yeah, so I wanted to do a quick video, of course, on the addition of Sony Michelle, what he brings to the table, what is the numbers, what do the numbers say about Sony Michelle, and of course, what does this mean for the team? Um, of course, have to also mention that the Chargers in a corresponding move did waive Larry Roundtree. So it sounds like they hope that he will be able to make it back on the practice squad, um, which of course, 14 uh, members of that squad have been announced, which we will uh, certainly talk about on our next show uh in the aggregate of course in the the broader sense uh big fan of this move right i think the chargers recognized that they needed some stability that they needed to make a different kind of move um at the position you know be able to to have somebody besides joshua kelly who can you really trust him yet we don't really know so you need to have somebody else besides austin eckler that you can trust to get the job done um, so I did hear from a source within the building that the plan heading into the season was essentially, you know, let Joshua Kelly and Larry Roundtree show if they had developed, show how much they have improved or not. Um, and if neither of them really came into camp and asserted themselves, I was told that the team, uh, was prepared to move on from both of those players before the season. So essentially they wanted to roll into training camp with Austin Eckler and Isaiah Spiller essentially locked into the roster. Um, and they were going to let both Joshua Kelly and Larry Roundtree kind of prove that they belonged. Um, obviously Joshua Kelly has proved that he's been a much more explosive runner than in the past. He's been able to show um, been a better pass catcher, been better in pass protection He's improved quite a lot, and that is why he is still on the roster. Larry Rantree has not shown the same capability, which is why he is not on the roster. 
which is why the Chargers now have Sony Michelle. So I believe this was not told to me expressly, but I believe that Larry Roundtree was essentially on the way out. They were just kind of waiting to figure out who was going to be that new addition. Um, and it ends up being Sony Michelle instead of somebody else. So I don't know if they put in a waiver claim on one of the other running backs, um, but they were going to make a move at running back to move on from Larry Roundtree and get some improvement there and some stability. Um, and ideally they wanted a veteran presence, which is something that Joe Lombardi said uh, in his press conference today. All right. So now that we know that it is Sony Michelle, let's talk about him. Uh, I'll add the uh, bigger screen there for a second. Uh, let's talk about his strengths. I think first and foremost, uh, you know, I think of Sony Michelle as a very versatile runner. Um, you know, he did a lot of outside zone jet sweep action at University of Georgia. Um, Nick Chubb obviously kind of handled the dirty work there. He was more of the hammerhead. Sony Michelle was more of the, the, the lightning, if you will, there. Um, that's not who he was in New England, right? I think he surprised a lot of people and they surprised a lot of people when they kind of trotted out Sony Michelle. And he's running a lot of gap and power and being very successful with it, at least in his first two seasons, um, before they kind of did what they do and, and kind of replace him with Damian Harris. So um, in that sense, you know, he goes from gap and power and then the mantra comes back like, oh, he's just a, a physical back. Like he can't handle the outside stuff. Well, he goes to the place that it could not be more opposite than what New England runs and goes to the Rams. Uh, where he does a lot of inside zone, yes, but for the most part, that um, was kind of the outside zone staples of Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan and, and that whole tree. Um, and that's how he's kind of been able to recoup his value. I was pretty surprised at, A, that the Rams went back to Cam Akers because I thought Sony Michelle was fantastic last year, and B, that Sony didn't have a bigger market. Um, I know that he had at least two visits before ultimately signing with the Dolphins. I think he signed, I think he visited the Saints and he also visited the Ravens um, and then decided for whatever reason that he wanted to go down to Miami. So I know there was some concern about, oh, he only had nine carries for 13 yards in Miami. Miami fans said he was washed. I think if you really watch the tape from last year um, and, and go back and revisit what he has done, that you'll see a, a player who definitely still has some juice left. Um, not super concerned about the production. He had like four carries from the one or two yard line in Miami in the preseason. Uh, didn't really get a ton of work. People were very surprised that he got cut for a reason because they kind of uh, looked at his role behind Chase Edmonds as kind of a lock. Um, and that ultimately obviously did not prove to be the case. I think purely as a runner, I love the way that he uses his vision and his burst. He's incredibly decisive uh, and quick. Like I, I think he's not necessarily a burner. He did run a four five at the combine, but he's got a lot of juice in the short term, in the short areas, to you know burst through running lanes and of course uh, make people miss. So I really like the way that he. Um, is able to use his elite short area quickness that is backed up by his RAS score uh, and take advantage of those running lanes. Um, I mentioned this, like he became kind of a, a hammerhead type of runner at, at New England, and that has certainly carried over. So physicality, definitely a strength of his. 
Um, whether that's at the point of attack in space or as a blocker, Michelle is definitely not afraid to bring the hit. That's supposed to say bring the juice. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I said bring the hit. Um, he is not afraid to hit, I guess, is, is something else that you could say. Apologies there. Try to do this really quick after work. Um, so he definitely plays with a real bowling ball mentality. If you go and uh, look at Gavino Borges, uh, tweeted out a couple qu- uh, quick clips himself. Uh, I think those that trait is certainly on display there. Um, so that's my impression of him. Let's look at the numbers and specifically we'll start with uh, what he was able to do in 2021. So obviously he ended up with 845 rushing yards on the season. That was the 18th most in the league. Um, he was at 4.1 yards per carry, which was tied for 30th. If you uh, do minimum 100 carries, so not super efficient, but certainly better than uh, you know bottom half of the league. He's right essentially in the middle of the pack in terms of yards per carry. Austin Eckler was at 4.4 for what it's worth. I put him in here obviously a couple of times to just so you could have a reference of how you can compare Sony and, of course, Austin Eckler, who, of course, was the Chargers' best running back. Um, Sony Michelle was 15th in total yards after contact last year at 597. So, that's a good amount of <laughs> that's a good amount uh, of yards after contact. So I know the the Rams offensive line was not the best in terms of uh, run blocking last year, and I think that statistic kind of shows where he's at. And I think that's a, a again a big strength of his is be able to make people miss, whether that be with the quickness, whether that be with physicality. And the Chargers were missing that, right? Like I think at least outside of Austin Eckler, they didn't really have a guy who could go and get those tough yards and, and kind of take that load off of Austin Eckler's shoulders. I think Sonny Michelle can certainly do that. Uh, he was tied for 23rd in yards per contact per attempt, uh, yards after contact, excuse me, per attempt at 2.87. Austin Eckler was 19th. So again, very similar in that specific metric. Um, Sony Michelle was 12th in missed tackles. This is really an area where he has shined throughout his career. Uh, 12th in missed tackles forced at 39. Austin Ecker was 17th. Um, you know, Sony obviously had a, a fewer attempts, I think, if I remember correctly. And then uh, another strength of Sony's is, of course, ty- is uh, his ability to create chunk plays. He had, uh, was tied for 13th in the league with runs of 10 plus yards or more at 21. Um, again, Austin Eckler at 11th at 23. So, in terms of their ability as runners, I think Sony is just much closer to what you have in Austin Eckler than really anybody we've seen from the Chargers over the last two years. This was somebody that uh, Tyler, Alex, and I really wanted the Chargers to go out and sign last year. Um, they ultimately, of course, decided to roll into the season and, with the three that they had, and then they drafted Larry Roundtree. He's somebody again that I wanted them to sign in this offseason. So this is kind of a, a full-blown moment for me, very similar to like an Austin Johnson kind of type uh, just at running back. Um, what I will say about Sonny Michelle, obviously not much of a pass catcher. He set a career high with 128 yards last season with the Rams. Um, so not super experienced. He's not going to be that um, pass catcher out of the backfield for them. Um, but like I mentioned, very good in pass protection. You know, I think a lot of people, depending on who you ask, would say that that is one of his biggest strengths. Um, I just kind of put that in the the physicality bubble. Um, but I do think he is a, an above average, average screen receiver. Again, missed tackles come into play there. 
ability after contact comes into play there. And of course, just his athleticism. So he's not completely useless as a receiver, um, but he's definitely not a, a great receiver. Uh, so in terms of his whole career, he's only played four seasons in the NFL. I feel like people are kind of talking about him today. Like he's just this dinosaur, Le'Veon Bell, Latavius Murray type of player. He's still very young. He's still uh, just barely turned 27 earlier this year. Um, so he's still got a lot to give, in my opinion. Um, for his career, he's averaged 4.2 yards per carry um, at 2.73 yards after contact per attempt, which is a, again, solid number. It's not elite, but it's very solid. Um, he's rushed for over 3,000 yards, 18 touchdowns, and has forced 112 missed tackles. So you can do the math there, divide that by four, uh, and you get a very good number there. Essentially, he's, he's right around 20. Uh, in, in the three season that season that he started, he's right around 24 on average. So um, very, very good in that regard. All right, let's talk about his projected role here. Uh, stealing a graphic from uh, our good friend Arjun, of course, uh, you know, works for the show, you could say for sure. Um, this is a graphic about cumulative rushing yards over expected, which really kind of tries to measure how much is due to the running back, how much is due to the offensive line, and where are you at if you compare his uh, line, if you will, in the yellow versus Joshua Kelly and Larry Roundtree. To be fair, very inexperienced. Um, but they just were – they're just not – or haven't been, I should say. Joshua Kelly could certainly prove this uh, wrong. But in terms of his comparison to Larry Roundtree, who – uh, is in the green line, just not able to kind of get over that hump and be able to be effective um, past what is expected of you. A little up and down for sure at the tail end of his New England tenure, but then he kind of spikes back up in Los Angeles. So obviously banking on that continuing to be the case as opposed to what happened around the 400 carry mark. In terms of the actual on-field usage, I think it's important to point out that Joshua Kelly and Larry Roundtree have essentially split running back two carries right down the middle in training camp. So um, that has even continued into the preseason. So I think Joshua Kelly earned himself some separation from Larry Roundtree. How does that play into Sony Michelle? They could certainly kind of take it a little easy with Michelle at the start of the season. Um, but I would expect basically a full split of the RB2 duties, if you will, between Joshua Kelly and Sony Michelle. And if Joshua Kelly falters at all, you know you have this veteran presence in Sony Michelle who kind of uh, takes that competition that they wanted to a whole nother level because he's just that much of an upgrade over Larry Roundtree. So if Joshua Kelly ends up having you know, a hundred carries this season and Sony Michelle has a hundred or, you know, it's essentially 50, 50. I would not be surprised. I think at this point, and depending on, on of course what happens, but I think I would bet on Sony Michelle being second on the team in carries. I really would. I think Joshua Kelly has improved tremendously, but Sony just brings that veteran presence, that juice, that decisiveness, the proper decision decision making. Um, I think eventually they're just going to lean on the veteran. I really do. That's just kind of the gut feeling today. That could certainly change. Uh, you know, we did not expect Sony Michelle to 
uh, be available, let alone be somebody that the Chargers picked up. So um, just a gut feeling. I, I do think Sony Michelle does end up having the better season than Joshua Kelly. But as long as Joshua Kelly does not fumble, I do expect him to have a role for sure. Likewise, I do expect Isaiah Spiller to have a role. You know, Tom Telesco said that he, uh, or they rather, will be using all four running backs, and this included Larry Rantry at the time. And if you're talking about like the strengths and weaknesses of Joshua Kelly, of Larry, of Sony Michelle, of Isaiah Spiller, I think Isaiah Spiller is honestly the best pass catcher of those two players, or of those three players, excuse me. Um, so that has been the case in training camp as well. We've seen Isaiah Spiller run some wheel routes. We've seen him run some angle routes, being involved in the screen game, and he's been effective in those moments. I would expect that portion of Isaiah Spiller's role to continue. Um, the question here, obviously, this is something that they have talked about with Larry Rantry in terms of keeping him, is what happens on special teams because that's not Sony Michelle's department, right? Sony Michelle has not really been involved in special teams throughout his career because he's been a starting running back. Um, Joshua Kelly could certainly take on a bigger role there. And so could Isaiah Spiller. I think Isaiah Spiller has the body type to do it. Um, I guess, you know, last year they always had one inactive of the group. Does that change with Isaiah Spiller essentially being your RB4? And I do think that is the case. I think that Isaiah Spiller is not to the extent of a JT Woods or a Tito Obonia where you really have to limit him uh, and, and kind of potentially have them be healthy scratch scratches. I think Isaiah Spiller can have a role on this team, but I don't think we've seen enough from him as a runner to be fully comfortable um, with him potentially getting 150 carries, 125 carries, 100 carries. Um, which I think also leads to them signing Sony Michelle. Um, we talked about this, of course, if the Chargers have a legitimate backup running back, one of the things that you can do is use Austin Eckler more as a pass catcher. You can move him around the field more often. You can put him in the slot. You can put him out wide. You can jet motion him and um, you know do an inside duo run with the running back and cause mismatches that way. So, they did not really have that capability last year. I think that's something that really limited their offense, and that's something that we've seen them do a better job of in training camp, or at least Tyler and Arjun have. Um, and so I would expect that to be something that they really go out and change. You know, um, Sony Michelle, Austin Eckler on the field at the same time, or Joshua Kelly, or Isaiah Spiller. You know, I think it just gives them so many more options with Austin Eckler. And I think this is, you know, very similar conversation to why I was talking yesterday about keeping brain Fajoko, right? Because you need to be able to free up your better players to do more things than just the one or two things that you needed them to last year. So Sebastian Joseph day gets to play all across the line now because of brain Fajoko, you know, Brandon Slade talked about this with Derwin James. He can play all over the field instead of just as a, too high shell safety or a box safety um you can move him all over the field now you can move austin eckler all over the field you can have him create mismatches every chance you get so while i do think his rushing production does come down a little bit i think we could see uh, an increase in pass catching production because of the legitimate rb2 presences hopefully presences multiple in Joshua Kelly and Sony Michelle. So 
I think this is a good move all in all. I'm very excited about this production opportunity that Sony Michel is going to hop into because I don't think he really had a chance to be more than just a goal line back in Miami. Um, but here in Los Angeles with, of course, the Chargers, I would expect him to be very, very involved um, in this offense. And essentially you have, you know, I think Austin Eckler probably plays 60% of the snaps, gets 60% of the running back touches. And then you have Sony Michelle and Joshua Kelly kind of split up the other 40% with Isaiah Spiller kind of working his in his way in there uh, until he's more fully developed. I do think Spiller is kind of a year away from really asserting himself or being able to assert himself. So um, that's okay, right? Like I think we have to be patient with some of these guys and remember that this roster is made up of a lot of high quality veterans. And now they added another one in Sony Michelle. So this is a, a good day for the chargers is great move. In my opinion, I think if you are looking at the chargers offense, really they had like two things that were keeping them from being a complete juggernaut on offense. And that first one, <laughs> it's too late. They can't do anything about the right tackle position. The second one, however, in my opinion, was not having quality running that running back depth behind Austin Eckler and being able to truly just assert your will on the ground, which I know everybody's enthralled with the passing game, and I totally understand that. But you're going to be leading more games this year. You have to be able to lean on the running game in certain moments. I'm not asking them to be... Anthony Lynn 50-50 split uh, and really lean on Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler and Joshua Kelly and all these guys, right? But you need to be able to close out games at a higher level than you did last year. Um, we saw the glimpses of it, right? Like against the Raiders, that was a fantastic uh, specific example. Of course, Ode Bougie was in that game. Um, but there were certain moments against the Steelers, against the Raiders later on in the season, against the Chiefs later on in the season, where the Chargers were just so severely limited by not having an adequate rushing attack that it cost them. So I think this is a, a player in terms of Sony Michelle and Josh McKelly's improvement for sure that can really bring a ton of value to this team in the win-loss column, in the time of possession column, and really just take a lot of pressure off of Justin Herbert, a lot of pressure off of Austin Eckler, and be able to add a extra dimension to the offense. So hopefully you're as pumped up as <laughs> about this as I am. Again, we've wanted this guy on the team for two years uh, and finally make it happen. So um, that's going to do it for me. We will, uh, of course, be live later on in the week to talk about the practice squad. We'll do a Q&A on Saturday. Uh, college football will also be back that day, so really excited about that. Uh, all good vibes right now in Los Angeles. Hopefully you guys are are uh, getting pumped up for the start of the season next week as well. So um, as always, make sure and like the channel or like the video, excuse me, subscribe to the channel subscribe to the audio platform of your choosing leave a rating or review always appreciate that hopefully you enjoy the video bolt up it's happening daily we're being conned by the institutions we used to trust the mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing american families time is short before something big happens and that's why so many folks are preparing they're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from my patriot supply 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.